listening to True G Radio. Turn up that dial. Welcome to Faith Radio with your host, Dr. Daniel Merrick. The Lord, the Lord, the Lord. But that's the translation, but that's wrong. The Lord is not the translation. It is uh, Yahweh or Yahweh. So that's his name. He who causes to be. In other words, that's, that's God's name. So get your Bible and get ready to study the word of Almighty Yahweh with Dr. Dan. That's his name. It isn't Lord. Who has believed their message? And now, Dr. Dan. Hello, thank you for tuning us in again this week on Faith Radio. I'm your friend and Dr. Dan, the preacher man. I'm here to tell you what it am. <laughs> Praise y'all almighty. It's another, another, another show. And uh, I got a message that uh, uh, has been percolating over the last couple of weeks that I haven't uh, broadcasted a show about um, the truth that sets us free from the old covenant of uh, bullocks and lambs and such things as sacrificing animals and sets us free for the sacrifice of praise in Yahshua Messiah and in Yah's true eternal kingdom. So I want to speak today about our great high priest, Melchizedek. Now, there's a lot of uh, different religious denominational ideas out there, and you'll want to get to yahspace.org and get to the blog post that I made on Melchizedek um, so that you can follow along in scriptures and in the study of what we're studying today um, and get yourself on uh, uh, in line with what is truth and what can set you free from this world of religious denominations that are out there because there's many different religious cult denominations out there. And they, they have their ideas on what this word Mel, Melchizedek actually means and what it's all about. But the thing about it is, is that, uh, like, for example, when we look in religion, uh, they talk about uh, Melchizedek in Christianity, and they say, oh, Melchizedek, that was a type of Messiah, a type of their, uh, what they call the J-E-S-U-S word which uh, is a, they're saying it's a type of Yeshua Messiah, which, you know, uh, yes, it is. But um, uh, some have said that when Melchizedek appeared to Abraham in the book of Genesis, we go to uh, Genesis chapter 14, 18 through 20, and says, uh, Melchizedek, the king of Salem, shalom, peace, is what uh, Salem actually means. And... Um, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High Yah. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of the Most High Yah, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be the Most High Yah, which has delivered your enemies into your hands. And he gave him tithes of all that he had. So in Genesis chapter 14, we look at it, and we see Abraham meets this guy named Melchizedek. 
Well, at least the King James Version writes it Melchizedek. But in actuality, in the Hebrew language, Melchizedek is actually two words. It's Melech Zadik, which Melech Zadik means Melech is king, Zadik is righteousness. So Melech Zadik, king of righteousness, king of shalom, king of peace, came to Abraham, and Abraham tithed to him a tenth part of all that he had. He gave him a tithe. And every time we see the word tithe, that means a tenth part of all that he had. Okay? In the uh, Old Testament Torah scriptures, it's clear that a tithe was a tenth of all you had. And so he gave a tithe, a tenth of all he had to this king. So now, the Christianity world has said for years and years that this was the appearance of Messiah before Messiah actually was born and came. Um, you can argue for or against uh, it, and you, it's a doubtful dispute. You could have that argument for hours and days, as many theologians in the religious world have done. But one thing is for sure that we, what we do know is Melech Zadik means king of righteousness. And a king of righteousness, after an order of a priesthood, which this man was, was definitely a type of Yahshua Messiah or an example of what Yahshua Messiah's kingdom was to be, which makes sense that at the very beginning of Torah in the 14th chapter, Melech Zadik would appear to Abraham to establish the new covenant after the old covenant was established with Abraham in that there would be a establishment of the foundations of what Yah's plan was for us today and for the world and for righteousness and salvation, for what is Kodesh or, or sacred or set apart and pure, untarnished. So um, I've written some scriptures up there so that you can see what Malesha Zadik really is and how it's been written about in both the Old Covenant writings and the New Covenant writings in the Brit Hadashah or New Testament. So you get to that study at yahspace.org and you'll see it. In fact, I even released a book called The Book of Dan Yah, which is the words of Yah that Yah gave to me. And uh, uh, it uh, deals with this Malek Zadik also and with uh, the prophecies of this day of what is uh, coming to be revealed as the coming of Mashiach after the coming of anti-Mashiach. But we need to understand some things that um, all of us have been led astray. No, there's none righteous, no, not one. Uh, so uh, the one that is righteous is only the Melchizedek or Melchizedek, the high priesthood. So we look in the New Covenant writings, it says in Hebrew 5.10, and called of Yah, speaking of Yahshua Messiah, called of Yah, a high priest after the order of Melech Zadik. And Hebrews 6.20, it says, wherefore the forerunner is for us entered in, of course, to the holy place, the sacred place, even Yahshua made a high priest even after the order of Melech Zadik. Hebrews 7.11, it says, If therefore perfection were by the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law, what further need was there that another priest should arise after the order of Melech Zadik, Melchizedek, and not be called after the order of Aaron? And in the 17th verse of the 7th chapter of Hebrews, it says, For he testified unto him the 
Melachim, or the sent one, the angel, says to Yahshua, you are a priest forever after the order of Melech Zadik, Melchizedek. And in the 21st verse, it says, for those priests were made without an oath, but with this, with an oath by him that said unto him, Yahuwah swears and will not repent, for you are a priest forever after the order of Melech Zadik. So if we uh, look at this and see that the even Yah himself has spoken to Yahshua Messiah and said, you are Melech Zadik, king of Salem, the priest. After that order, I have established you as the one who goes into the holiest place and makes intercession for the people forever. And so uh, when we see this, we start to understand what's happened actually in history and what has happened in the history of the Hebrew people and what has happened in our meeting the Savior and coming to salvation in this the last days. Who, those of us who are by blood and seed, the Hebrew people, and those of us who are Gentiles or thought we were Gentiles by the uh, Gentile uh, order of uh, of things as it's understood in the world today. But um, we must come to the understanding and uh, and realize that in 70 AD, when Titus led away the children of Israel to Rome and put them in the captivity of the Roman Catholic Church. And the Roman Catholic Church was formed from 70 AD to 321 by the twisting of scriptures and by the twisting of things, and it formed the Holy Roman Catholic Church. And then the perversion of the truth uh, for a lie and false doctrine was, was completed by about 325 AD. And then they adopted this idea of the Tammuz cross and the falsehoods of those lies, which you can go to yahbible.org and get cross versus truth and see the evidence and proof of this that happened in the 1500s where they literally blotted out of the Jerusalem temple records the phrase signed by Caiaphas and the high priest that said they hung him on a pole on the eve of Passover, which is uh, means that it was after the evening of Passover. It was on the latter half of the Jewish day, Jewish day starting at sunset, not at sunrise or at midnight as the Roman day starts, but starts at sunset or at the dusk and then goes to the next dusk at sunset, which ends the Hebrew day as it's found in Genesis chapter 1. The evening and the morning are the first day and the second day and the third and the seventh and all the days of the week, all seven days a week, start at sunset, not at sunrise, not at midnight in the darkest hour. So, we look at this and we see that they blotted out the words and they, and they took on something else. But we have to understand one thing. The sacrifice according to Torah where animals, pigeons, birds, bullocks, lambs and such was to be sacrificed for peace offerings, for sin offerings, for the sins of the nation annually in the temple made with stone and wood of Yah, where Yah was to dwell, where the Ark of Yah was at, the Ark of the Covenant was at in the most sacred, most uh, holy place, the Holy of Holies, as it's been called in modern Christianity, when that was there. That ended in 70 AD. In 70 AD, that ended. Now, 
in 31 AD for 31 plus 40 years all the way to 71 when the actual temple fell and in 72 when the siege of Titus on and the Roman legions on Masada ended and they got to the top of the hill and they found all the Jews had killed themselves that were left on the top of Masada. That's when they took all the menorahs and everything and they marched off back to Rome and they paraded the Jewish people, the new slaves of Rome, uh, through the streets of Rome. And the Arch of Titus depicts it in, uh, in Rome to this day. It's there, the drawing of them, showing the Jews carrying their menorahs and such and all the treasure temples, the temple treasures that they were able to steal from uh, Jerusalem and from the uh, temple of Yah. That they didn't get the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> they did, we know that. They didn't get the Ark of the Covenant. But they did get a lot of other things. And, and the Jewish people went into captivity that began in 70 AD, which is a captivity that most people don't even talk about. Uh, you know, they talk about the Babylonian captivity. They talk about the Assyrian and Iranian captivities. They talk about all these other captivities in the history of the Hebrew people, but they don't talk about the Roman Catholic, Italian, Roman uh, captivity of 70 AD Europe. So that is when the fall of true Yehudaism, the true Jewish religion of Hebrews, the one true faith started and mixed with the Roman Catholic doctrines and the European doctrines and the pagan doctrines that came from Babylon, Greece, Rome, and Europe started to happen. And, and it continued until 1500 when they formed the Jewish religions as they are today. They formed the Hasidic witchcraft-type religions. They formed the Zohar and the Talmudic. They formed the Orthodox, the Reformed, the Reconstructionist all came out of it from 1500 until about 1900 or thereabouts, the middle of the 19th century. All these sects of Judaism formed mostly in Europe and in America. And so uh, these were sects and denominations of religion, no less denominations than you have the Protestant and the Catholic, the Episcopalian, the Baptist, the Pentecostal. You have all these denominations, which we will read in Revelations, it talks about it and says, these are the, the Babylon mystery religion, the mother of all harlots, the mother of all false worship. And so when we see this, uh, to say any less that Judaism and its sects of Judaism are any less than the other denominations of Christianity or of any other religion in the world is, is folly and misunderstanding of what has actually happened because we have the prophecies of it in Revelation chapter 17 where it talks about Babylon mystery religion and the mother who made all this uh, false worship religion, this whoredom as it calls it in uh, Revelation 17, which is, uh, you know, heralding back to what the Old Testament scriptures said very clearly, that Israel went whoring after other gods. In other words, they were worshiping other gods, which was assimilated or, 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 or ascribed as a similar thing as a, a man going to a, a woman who's not his wife and paying for a, a, the pleasure of having a wife. So when we look at this thing and we see it, we see that uh, that there was an abomination that set in way back in uh, uh, thousands of years before Mashiach, thousands of, in fact, thousands of years before Israel started to become uh, a nation with Abraham, which was Babylonian idolatry. 
And and we see back there, there was a start of something that started in the very beginning. We see it in Genesis where it says, uh, then began men to call on the name of Yah. But at the same time, we see all these idol religions and, and, and icons and, and symbology and witchcraft that all started in basically Babylon. It spread into Egypt. It spread into the rest of the world and many different cults and religions. And this is Babylon mystery religion. So when I come back after the break, we're going to continue on with this message about Malech Zadik and how the religions of the world came out of Babylon and continue to this day, and how there is only one true faith of Yah that is the people of Yah, Israel Yah, and how we can know what is the truth and follow after the truth instead of following after the lie. We'll be back after these messages. You can reach Dr. Dan, Dr. Dan. and become his friend on MySpace at MySpace.com slash Daniel Merrick. MySpace.com slash Daniel Merrick. That's D-A-N-I-E-L-M-E-R-R-I-C-K. Or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Daniel W. Merrick. Facebook.com slash Daniel W. Merrick. D-A-N-I-E-L-W-M-E-R-R-I-C-K. And don't forget to join his free social network at Yaz Space, Y A H S Space dot org. Yaz Space dot org. Yaz Space dot org. Hey, you can tweet me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Daniel W. Merrick. Extol him that rideth upon the heavens by his name, Yah, and rejoice before him. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. And it shall be at that day, saith Yah, that thou shalt call me Ishi, and shalt call me no more Be'ali. For I will take away the names of Be'alim out of her mouth, and they shall no more be remembered by their name. Then they that feared Yah spake often one to another, and Yah hearkened and heard it, and a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared Yah, and that thought upon his name. And they shall be mine, saith Yah of hosts. The Yah Bible. Available at Amazon.com, your favorite bookstore, or www.thinkya.com. For this Melech Zadik, king of Salem, priest of the Most High, Yah Almighty, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of kings and blessed him, to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, the first being the interpretation king of righteousness, and after that king of Salem or king of peace, for whom these things are spoken pertaining to another tribe, of which no man gave attendance at the altar. For this is evident that our master Yahshua sprang out of Yehuda, of which the tribe of Moshe spake nothing concerning the priesthood. And if it yet is far more evident, and after the similitude of Melech Zadik, there arises another priest who is made not after the law of carnal commandments, but after the power of an endless life, for he testified, You are a priest forever after the order of Melech Zadik, Melchizedek. For, but this man, because he continues forever, 
hath an unchangeable priesthood, which he is also able to save them to the uttermost part that come unto Yah by him, seeing that he lives forever to make intercession for them. And he overcame, Revelations chapter 2, and keeps the works unto the end. To him I will give the power over the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, as the vessels of the potter shall be broken into shivers, even as I received of my Father. Thus we have it. Um, there was given to him a rod, Revelations 11, it was given to him a reed or a rod. And the angel stood by saying, Rise and measure the temple of Yah and the altar and them inside that worship therein. So, we see that Melech Zadik, the king of righteousness, the king of peace, the, the high priest who is also a king who sits on the throne after the line of the branch of David, the descendant of the tribe of Yehuda or Judah, he has come this child who was a man who is the Kohen Gadol, the high priest of Israel, but after not just the order of the blood sacrifice, which he put an end to by his own death on the stake, Yahshua Messiah rising from the dead, rose a king and a high priest forever after the order of Malech Zadik, because he went while he was in the grave into the kingdom of hell and death, stole the keys of the kingdom, took them away from Hasatan, and led captivity captive, preaching to all who had died in the flood in Shaul, or the hell place, and led captivity captive out of there, except one, the son of perdition, as it says in the scriptures. So when we look at this and we say, okay, for some 70 AD until today, there is no temple in Israel. The Ark of the Covenant, if found, which we believe it was found, but if found, has not been revealed to the world. Therefore, the abomination, desecration of the Antimashiach sitting on the throne, as it talks about in, in Second, Second Thessalonians, cannot happen until that, that Ark of the Covenant is revealed to the world so that the Antimashiach can sit on it and make an abomination, claiming to be Yah when he's not, claiming to be Messiah when he's not. So that hasn't happened. But there's been no blood sacrifice under the order of Aaron and the high priesthood under the Levitical priesthood of Aaron, where they were to make intercession for the people. And they were to sacrifice for the people in the temple in Jerusalem. That's not there anymore. It hasn't been there since 70 AD. So how can anyone claim that when they look at this, that um, the, 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 the Torah sacrifice of animals, that part of the law, was not done away with in Messiah, because it was. It was nailed to the tree. That's the part of the law that Shaul or Paul writes about. This is nailed to the tree. The blood sacrifices of lambs and bullocks in Messiah was nailed to the tree. Now, was the law nailed to the tree? No, it was not. But the requirement of the sacrifices were nailed to the stake. That's what was nailed to the stake. That's what was done away with until the return of Messiah and Yah institutes a new temple built with the, without hands, 
built with uh, with Yah, not with man, that shall be in the new Yerushalayim forever. So, um, there will there be a temple rebuilt? I doubt it. If there is, it's going to be a shadow of what a temple was because it's not really a real temple because it's not one that is ordained and called by Yah to be a place of his dwelling. And will they bring the Ark of the Covenant up from where it's hidden in the earth? Yes, they will bring it up because the abomination desecration talked about by Yahshua himself in Matthew must happen. That must happen. There must be an Antimashiach that will sit on the throne of Yah, the Ark of the Covenant, which is made after the manner of the cherub wings of the Melchim, or angels, which set the back by their two wings of the two angels are depicted on it without a face. There's no face of idol. of it. it was just a golden depiction of what is like an, a malachim, an angel with wings. But the two wings of the two angels were at the back of it to make the back of the throne the part of a chair that you would sit back on. And the mercy seat and the seat of judgment where the blood was taken by the high priest, the Kohen Gadol, under the Aaronic priesthood and sprinkled the blood on the altar that was done annually. And then the the string that was the uh, a, a crimson cord, as they called it, which was a cotton string of sorts that was dipped in blood. And then it was put on a post outside at the gate of the temple in what they call the Gentiles court, right? Where before you enter the, the, the court of the Jews, it was put there on a post annually to show that the sins of the people were forgiven because it was said in the Torah that it, when the scarlet cord turns white, the, then you know the sins of the people are forgiven. Well, after Yahshua Messiah died that year in 31, the scarlet cord was put on a post and it was displayed to the people and it turned white. But then the next year, it did not turn white. It remained crimson. It remained red bloodstained. In fact, for the 40 years after it until 71 AD, when the temple fell, in 71 actually is when it fell, um, by the correct counting, 40 years later, from 31 to 71, 40 years later, for 40 years as they wandered in the wilderness, 40 years when the children of Israel left Egypt, so the 40 years it won, they, the sins of the people were not forgiven by the blood sacrifices of the bullock and the lamb and the turtle dove or the peace offerings. The, those things did not have any more effect. And we have the evidence of that because the scarlet cord did not turn white for 40 years after. And then the temple fell. It ended as it was prophesied it would happen. And there has been no temple and there has been no blood sacrifice, according to the priesthood of Aaron, for the last almost 2,000 years. So in 31 Coming up, 2031, then you would expect that the 2,000 years has ended and that part. And then probably the Ark of the Covenant will be revealed. And the Antimashiach, who must come first, according to Second Thessalonians. But we look at this. If you go on yahspace.org, which is yahshuamessiah.ning.com, it's y-a-h-s-h-u-a-m-e-s-s-i-a-h.ning.com, and you go to the blog I posted there, you'll see 
that uh, the first Zionist Congress came in the 1900s. And then in, uh, again, the World Zionist Organizations in, in 1897, it was when it first formed. Okay. And this new idea of, of Israel as a nation here, again, is it the fulfillment of prophecy? Well, some are saying, no, that the state of Israel is not actually the fulfillment of prophecy, but it must be the fulfillment of prophecy because we are coming to a time where it says, if you look back in the Old Testament prophecies, you'll see in the books like Ezekiel and such, he says, I will gather you again into, uh, and, the, and the dry bones will come up and there'll be a new nation of Israel. And, and there, that's what we've seen happen in 1948. And he says, I'll gather you in one place and then I will punish you. That's one thing, the one part that they, they cut off the end of that verse. It says, and then I will punish you for your sins, for your idols, and for the things that you've done. And two thirds of the nation shall be destroyed again, yet a remnant shall be saved. So we see these continual persecutions of the Yahudim, the Jewish Judah tribe people who are following after false idols who are worshiping the queen of heaven, who are blotting out the names of Yeshua Messiah and the fact that he died on a stake out of the Jerusalem Talmud records uh, and, 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 and the temple records. And we see this where they're following after Zohar and they're following after Kabbalah and they're following after witchcraft forms. And they call even the rabbis of Hasidism, the mystics, which it says very clearly, mystery religion, mystery mystics. It's a witchcraft religion that comes out of Babylon. So Yahudaism, Judaism as a religion in its different sects and denominations is not the true faith of Yah. It's not the biblical faith of Yahuwah Almighty and Yahshua Messiah as it was given by the prophets and as it was given by Abraham and as it was given by Isaac and Yahab and as it was given by Yahshua Messiah as it was given by Ezekiel and Zechariah. And we see that even the name of Yahshua is given in Zechariah. It says the name of the son of Yehozadak is the name of the Mashiach. And we even see what a rabbi uh, in Israel a few years back actually said, I've seen the Messiah, I've met him in spiritual form, and I've written his name down. And a year after I die, you can open it up and read what his name is. And it was in there. It was in there when Kaduri's rabbinical Rabbi testimony says is Yahshua. It said Yahshua. It did not say Yeshua, like you see a lot of the modern messianic sects say it was or it said Yeshua. No, it didn't. It wasn't a girl's name. He said, and in fact he exactly quoted Zechariah chapter six, verses eleven and twelve, there where it says, Yahshua is the name of Mashiach, the branch of the line of David, and he wrote it very clearly, Yahshua, like Joshua, not Yeshua, which is a girl's name when you use it as a noun in Hebrew. So there's a name of salvation that we have, which is Yahshua Messiah. It has the name of Yah, which is the name of Yahuwah in his name, which according to Proverbs 34 says very clearly, Yahshua Messiah, Yahuwah, what is his name? What is his son's name? If you can tell, it's because it has the father, it has a familiar name, the family name in it, the surname of Yah. So if in scriptures and words of Yahshua Messiah, he himself said that the Jews 
uh, the rabbis that he talked to at the time would receive one who comes in another name, which he did, Matthew chapter 24, 25. And he said that this anti-Messiah would come, as it says in Second Thessalonians, uh, in, the, in chapter 2 and 3, it talks about the anti-Mashiach that will come. If we see this, that Israel has received a woman that has murdered her own children in abortion for some 30, 40 years now, along with the rest of the world who has entered in the abominations. And right after Hitler himself murdered 12 million Messianic and uh, Orthodox Jews in Europe, and murdered Christians who went against him and murdered all these people who would normally have gone along with um, the religions of the world as it is. And then, and then they come up and they say, well, well you know, uh, we don't have to replenish the Hebrewish people. We don't have to continue with the tribes of Israel. We can just go and get abortions and murder our own children. Is that's a greater abomination, don't you think? I mean, we're talking about 120 million uh, Hebraic people estimated to be that part of uh, the half a billion people that have been murdered since abortion became legal in this and yet they're doing it in Israel today and you're going to tell me that these are the are, are the people that have the oh they're the smart guys they're the ones that know who will be messiah and who won't they're the ones that that have all the authority. And then you see the Jews in America go and turn the the, the cultish religion of, of the Democratic Communist Party and of social democratism, which is what Nazism is, into the, the, the law of the land and the, and the people of America. And, you, and you're going to tell me that these are the, the Jewish people. They know better. You know, they know better than we do. I don't think so. I don't think so at all. If the priesthood is Melech Zadik, Yeshua Messiah, as the scripture says, and it's not in the rabbinicals of uh, Hasidism, and it's not in the Orthodox Jewishism, and it's not in the keeping of false holidays that they do, the Purim and, and Kuenka, a Hanukkah. If it's not in the truth of what they're following, if it's not in what the Baptists and the Catholics and the Pentecostals and all the different denominations, the Episcopalians uh, uh, and the Zionists by political religions, if it's not in all that, then where is it? Only one place. Under the priesthood of Melech Zadik, Melech Shalom, Kohan Gadol, Yahushua HaMashiach, Yahshua Messiah, Yahusha, the king of Israel, the king of the new nation of Israel, Israel, who's called by his name. It's in the salvation under his name. There's only one faith. There's only one covenant. There's only one intercession. There's only one blood sacrifice once and for all. Yahshua Messiah on the pole who arose from the dead on the third day, ascended to the right hand of the Father, sat on the throne, marched into the temple in heaven as it was, sprinkled his own blood on the Ark of the Covenant as it is in heaven, and came out and said, It is done, Father, once and for all, by the blood of the seed and by the blood of my sacrifice, the people are forgiven, and now they must call on one name, Yah, for salvation in all of the world." or else they are not part of this kingdom. Either you're under the kingdom of ruled by the rod, the staff, the pole of Yahshua Messiah, and that rod of iron, which he will wield in the new Jerusalem kingdom on the new millennium coming, 
or you are part of the other kingdom. So we get a choice in this world. We get a choice in life. We can choose to follow Yah, or we can choose to follow men. We can choose to follow Hasatan, or we can choose to follow Yah. There's no other choices. There's only two ways. So people say, well, you know, I don't want to get into politics or religion. Well, you already are. You make a choice in your own life. We all make a choice in our lives. We choose the paths that we're going to take. Either we're going to take the path of repentance from sin, or we're going to take the path of sin. We either do what's right, or we do what's wrong. There's no two ways about it. You either ally with the Heavenly Father and be faithful to him unto death, or you ally with Satan, And you try to escape your own death, but you won't. Because all men, it is appointed unto man, wants to die, and after death, the judgment. So after we die, and after the resurrection of the second resurrection, uh, for judgment throne, as it says in Revelation, it says, after the thousand years were done, then were all men raised, and they were taken on the last great day, the eighth day assembly, the last of the seventh feast, to the judgment throne and judged by Yah. So we're going to all face a judgment day or a reward day, depending on whether we are Yah's people or we are not Yah's people. So we have a choice in life. So what do you choose today? As for me, I choose to pray and ask Yahshua to forgive me of my sins, cleanse me from all unrighteousness, and write my name in the book of life and in the book of remembrances of those who speak about and talk about and preach about and tell others about the name of Yah. Those who go to their neighbor's house and have you heard his name is Yah? Have you heard that the name of Yahuwah is the name of Yah? Have you heard Yahshua Messiah? Have you heard, have you heard, have you heard about the word, the word of Yahshua Messiah? And in that light and in that understanding, I encourage you today to pray. Go over to Yahspace.org. Pray and ask Yahshua into your heart, into your life. Ask him to write your name in the book of life and to forgive you of your sins by his blood. And ask you to write your name in the book of remembrance so that your name will be remembered by Yah on that day, on the last great day of judgment, so that you shall be saved by the power of Yahshua Messiah. So you can join the Israyah, the family of Yah, the kingdom of Yah, the twelve tribes of Israyah, of Yahuwah's almighty kingdom that shall be forever and ever in eternity. So you make a choice today. We make a choice today. I make a choice today and I choose Yah. And listen, if you do, please be my friend over there at Yah Space dot org and get over there and join and check out my new book the book of daniel the words of yah as he's given them to me in a prophecy throughout my life and in scriptures and how i put them together into a similar letter like you might have received if this was 100 a.d after the death of messiah and uh and we were a kingdom then uh, so I've uh, put this together because Yah's Spirit led me to, and I hope it is a blessing to you, and I hope you don't think me to think I am more than I am in the writing of this book. I'm just an, a sinner saved by the Son, Yahshua Messiah, just like you. So uh, get over there and check it out. And may the Most High Yah bless you and keep you until next time on Faith Radio. 
This radio broadcast depends on the contributions of viewers like you. We appreciate your tithes and offerings and the gifts of our supporters and listeners worldwide. Without your kind gifts and offerings, we cannot reach so many with the good news of Messiah's love and salvation. To give your gift online, you can click the PayPal button at thinkya.org. That's T-H-I-N-K-Y-A-H dot org. Or visit our social network at yahsspace.org. That's Y-A-H-S space dot org. Our goal is to continue to reach the world for Messiah, and your tax-deductible contributions are greatly appreciated and help keep this broadcast on the air. When I was in the Army, we learned about what EMP is, electromagnetic pulses. They can come from solar flares, lightning strikes, and even nuclear war. When a nuclear bomb goes off over a country, an electromagnetic pulse is sent out, and all electronic equipment is shut down. A few years ago, my house was struck and the power lines outside with electricity. It sent a electromagnetic pulse EMP into my home, and over $20,000 of my electronic equipment was destroyed. I wish back then I knew about EMP Shield. EMP Shield is a simple little device you can install in your car, in your breaker boxes, in your solar generating equipment that will protect you from an electromagnetic pulse that comes from lightning strikes, solar flares, or nuclear explosions. EMP Shield is what I have in my house now to prevent me from having a loss like I did over $20,000 of electronic equipment. Simply go to yahbible.org and click on the link that says EMP Shield at the bottom of the page. When you do, a, a, pro, a part of the proceeds of your purchases of EMP Shield for your car home, and electronic equipment will go to Faith Radio Charity for use in our ministry. Thank you, EMP Shield, for being our sponsors, and thank you, our listeners, for getting EMP Shield protection in your home and car. You can reach Dr. Dan, Dr. Dan. and become his friend on MySpace at MySpace.com slash Daniel Merrick. MySpace.com slash Daniel Merrick. That's D-A-N-I-E-L-M-E-R-R-I-C-K. Or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Daniel W. Merrick. Facebook.com slash Daniel W. Merrick. D-A-N-I-E-L-W-M-E-R-R-I-C-K. And don't forget to join his free social network at Yaz Space, Y A H S Space dot org. Yaz Space dot org. Yaz Space dot org. Hey, you can tweet me on Twitter at twitter dot com slash Daniel W Merrick. 